0: This week, it's the first episode of a ghost story breakdown, uh, where I read posted ghost stories on the internet and give comments breaking them down. Very straightforward. Now, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this episode, and I'm not sure how it's going to go, hopefully you guys enjoy it, is I love ghost stories. I, I mean, for me, it's just the obvious thing. It's, uh, one of the main reasons why I'm in this business, um just in general the feel of ghosts in a way that connects you to history Uh, so what i mean by that is if you hear a historic story okay and uh, it's being shared you say on a tour you're in a in a historic house there's a feeling to that and the feeling of just the history by itself is wonderful i mean to know that hopefully it's an interesting story they're telling you and not my pet peeve of the wood in the wall but by telling you this story while you're standing in the house where it happened it's supposed to connect you to that history that's the idea behind it it's one of the reasons why I love history too but how do you increase that feeling even more Now, it's not just the material that surrounds us, there is also energy that surrounds us. So if you consider ghosts to be energy and you're inside the house where all of this occurred, and depending what you believe on, maybe the ghost or person is still inside that space, meaning that this is the place they loved and they never wanted to leave or unfinished business or whatever you might believe in when it comes to ghosts, there's a second connection. that's you know the reason i guess if you love history you should also love ghost stories now if you love history and you're a scientific thinker and for some reason you've shut your mind down to ghosts in general then i actually i i I don't think that's a good idea i think you're missing out on something here because you know i don't consider myself over the top flaky in any way I, you know, I, I believe in science, I, I love science, I love technology, that's, um, you know, part of my past, but I also believe in ghosts, and there's reasons for that, you know, I've, I've come to terms with it because of the experiences I've had, I, I know there's something that, you know, nothing scientific that I've ever read has explained, I think quantum uh, physics, is coming close to that but in general just keeping an open mind to it or just enjoying the ghost story in general you know you're sitting sitting in a historic place and having that extra connection to the past so it's not just the past you're hearing about and it's not just your imagination that is creating that connection to the people who used to live in that house but as well you're getting the story that the person you're hearing about might still be there. Um, you know, some great examples of this, one that we have shared is, you know, like the uh, the woman in the white dress at the Scottish Rite could be connected to the Tuckett family who live there. You know, and you're, you're hearing that she's still there, taking offense to people coming into her house, of course, trying to push people downstairs. That's not, uh, that's not cool. But, uh, you know, still, there's the connection. And she still could be there. So when I hear ghost stories, I do lose myself in them. But I also do think scientifically, right? And by that, I don't mean like, you know, beakers and uh, <laughs> and uh, chemicals. Uh, what I mean is you think scientifically, you got to question what's being told to you. Not question in an angry, I'm going to destroy you because you're lying to me kind of way but just for your own opinion so for example there is two types of ghost stories that have been told to me in the past that I can see there's the ones that do sound more legit that fit the feeling that it is energy that is either there or residual and then there's the ones that are very much over the top now I could give you uh, crazy examples of that I've had many of them told to me in the past Like, uh, something that feels legit would be energetic. Uh, You might catch glimpses of something that is there, and maybe your mind will follow up with a psychic impression of it. Uh, That seems legit to me. Uh, You might have echoes of the past that repeat. Uh, I've had experiences with that myself uh, through voices, through figures, um, and sometimes through full apparitions. And I do believe that that is all possible. But uh, when I'm told, uh, for example, like somebody said to me that the ghosts used to do my dishes for me. So I would leave my house and I came back and all my dishes were clean and it was a ghost. And then then I kind of cross over to the side. I I don't know about that one. That one doesn't sound uh, very legit to me. So I guess you could say that uh, the things that are more subtle, energy-related, seem more legit. And I, I think you might agree with me on that one. But then if you go to the other side of where the ghost is affecting the material world in a very noticeable way, then, then I question it. Now, what you believe is on your side and if you believe that you know the ghost can affect the material world i would love to hear your stories because again it comes down to zero attachment as a little side rant i need you to know that you know i've never in my life ever got angry at anyone for putting down my beliefs or not believing in a story that i might have told them and i've told people stories if that's what i do for a living as a ghost guide uh, and I and I want other people to kind of react the same way, because I know there's a lot of anger out there in the world in general, but I have noticed it significantly in the, in the ghost community, quotes, uh, that if somebody puts down a story being told by a person, that they will get angry at it. You know, I post on Facebook, for example, which is not, I mean, it's known for, for um, aggressive. Conversations, that's how I'll put it, uh, but not as bad as, say, Twitter, for example. And I'll put a story, and then somebody will come in and give their experience. And I'm always like, oh, that's wonderful. Even if it's over the top, I'm just happy they shared it. Uh, and then other people will come in and they get into this huge argument back and forth. It's like, oh, ghosts are real. No, ghosts are not real. And it's just <laughs> fight, 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 fight. And I just, uh, I don't like that. I mean, it's just, it's not needed in the sense that what's the difference you know if, if somebody has an experience in their life and they believe it's real more power to you and if somebody disagrees with on that yeah, you can come in and say oh you know what I, I, I appreciate that but however you know can you tell me a little bit more about this can you give me a little more detail you know you can get to that point of maybe finding out if they are lying which in most cases I don't think people are I think they are legitimately sharing their story. Otherwise, why would they take the time? It's not getting them any good press, so to speak. Um, So just, you know, you just kind of back off and just enjoy the story being told instead of always being on the attack. And I know a few people, I've I've, uh, dealt with a few people who are like, they're always on the attack and they're willing to put down others' experiences for it. And whether you believe in ghosts or you don't believe in ghosts, you know, it's all comes down to the story. So, well, what's my point of this rant? Uh, you know, for the folks that get angry very easily, just calm down. <laughs> just uh, be happy that you are getting a ghost story uh, being told to you. And I don't, I mean, even the ones who are angry and, and on the attack, I mean, just seriously, I mean, just enjoy the ghost story. I'm sure you love horror movies. Just think of it like that. If you don't believe the person, that's fine. But think of it like, you know, you just watched a horror movie. It's based on a real story. (laughs) Maybe they exaggerated it a little bit, but it's still entertaining if you dive down deep enough into it. So there you have it. So the idea between legit and what seems over the top, but no matter what it is, uh, whatever side of the spectrum it ends up on, Who cares? Just enjoy that story and that's what uh, the point of this episode is you see that segue Did you like that segue? Uh, You know segueing in to telling you a few stories now. I'm gonna be doing this uh, off the internet and Just like I used to do with my old strange news segment, I'm not rereading these in advance Because I want to be surprised in the moment. I haven't prepared anything. This is all gonna be off the cuff and um, you know, just excuse me if I screw up on anything. I'm gonna be very careful as I read these people's experiences. You know, for this, I'm going to the site of GQ.com. If you don't know, that is that uh, that magazine. Magazine still exists. Anyway, that's that magazine. And I guess they did this as a Halloween segment a couple years back. So they went out to their staff members and got their staff members to tell personal ghost stories. Now, again, I don't know. Maybe it's real. Maybe they're they're just doing it to uh, sell magazines or online subscriptions, whatever it is with them these days. And maybe it's not real. But again, this is going to come back to my original thing is that, you know, who cares? If it's a good story, let's just enjoy it. I am going to, you know, break it down. Not in an angry way, don't think I'm trying to be a hypocrite here, Uh, but uh, give my opinions as I go, maybe some some questions that I might ask if I was interviewing that person in front of me and getting their ghost story. So let's just dive into it. Alright, so this is an article titled Spooky Personal Ghost Stories from the GQ Staff, and the subtitle is just Happy Halloween. Very, very simple, I love it. Okay, so the first story is uh, titled A Strange Painting. Um, I'd love to give the name of the staff member, but they didn't... Oh, no, they're there. Okay, yeah, so they got the staff members' names in here. So this is by John Wilde, who is a digital director at GQ. I'm four, maybe five, sleeping in a big boy bed in a room I share with my younger brother who's fast asleep. Though I barely move at all now, My girlfriend refers to my preferred sleeping position as the bouncer, flat on my back, arms crossed, no movement. It actually sounds more like a vampire to me. I tended to thrash a lot back then and wake up often as a result. And so one night I found myself half covered in blankets awake and staring at a young woman dressed in flowery white clothing. She is sitting on the ground back against a very large wooden toy box at the foot of my bed, reading a book. I think the memory always feels a little fuzzy. And to be honest, at this point, my mom tells it better than I do. Now, uh, as a side note, I would um, I would I would dive in on this idea that the memory is a little bit fuzzy, just in the sense that, you know, this is where exaggerations can come in. So if somebody's telling you a ghost story and they're saying that their memory might be a little bit fuzzy on it, you got to take it with a grain of salt. It's the same idea behind legends, right? Legends over the years are told, and uh, things are added to it. It's made a little more dramatic, so you always take it with a grain of salt. Again, enjoy it, but with a grain of salt. Uh, So the memory always feels a little fuzzy, and to be honest, at this point, my mom tells it better than I do. But I saw her, this is the woman in the end of his bed, and slowly pulled the sheets to my eyes, scared as F, I'd pull them back down, and she'd still be there, and I'd pull them back up. I don't know how long this went on, an hour, 30 seconds. Somehow I fell back asleep, woke up the next morning, and told my mom what I had seen. I don't know if she believes in ghosts, but she doesn't not believe in ghosts. She listened and cared, and then, and then, weeks later, my mom was digging through the attic for something, and she stumbled on a picture painting thing, you know, like they did back in the 80s. It was a woman in white wrapped in cl- clouds of fabric. We'd owned the house for a couple years at that point, so who knows where it came from. My mom liked it and hung it up in the bathroom, so I got to relive my ghost story every time I took a leak. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a, that's a good story. So uh, we have uh, uh, experience as a child, Uh, this is Daniel talking, Uh, experience as a child, you know, and a little fuzzy memory, that's great, the mom seems to be more focused in on this. And what you have is this kid who experienced something not knowing there was this painting of a woman, yet he still saw her. Now what you might think this is, uh, is up to interpretation. If I was looking at this story and somebody asked me, Oh, who could the woman be? Well, then I have two possible answers for that. The first could be a um, psychic impression from the child himself in the sense that children are definitely more psychic in nature than adults. Right before you're told that your imaginary friend doesn't actually exist, you know, you should... Um, Uh, encourage the kid to kind of look into that spiritual side of themselves Uh, they haven't lost it yet so maybe this was a psychic impression of the painting upstairs and he was just picking up on that or maybe the woman was somebody who lived in the house previous and that's why the painting I I would ask the question you know with this painting um, it sounds like it's not that old so it's it's possible that the woman in the painting is still alive i mean it says it did back in the 1980s so i would definitely question that because the person could very well still be alive um that then comes back maybe it's just a psychic impression and not the person itself so that's what i would dig down on but the story itself is great it has all the elements uh you know it has the the uh, the main character having a ghostly experience and it has the solution in the end and within it there is a story you know there's a challenge here the kid was scared and uh, there was that really creepy moment of when he pulled the covers over his head and pulled back the woman's still standing there you know that's that uh, fear that we all have is there's no real way to escape that so um, in the end I think it's a very legit sounding experience for a kid to have and I do believe it's uh, legit completely legit Um, just from the the setup of it. But the question for me is, who is this ghost? So that's what I I, I would dig down on that to try and find out who the ghost is. Okay, so I have another one here. An Odd Coincidence. This is by Alex Schultz, who is an editorial assistant. One winter night last year, I was hanging out with some friends at their apartment on Riverton Street in New York. I had recently learned that my great-grandfather, Izzy, spent a chunk of his teenage days in in an LES tenement, which I brought up to the group. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but uh, I'm just going to do a quick search here. LES tenement. Lower East Side tenement. So I guess that's a... um, like an apartment building on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, Okay, Uh, which I brought up to the group. I wondered how close the tenement might have been to their place, so I texted my grandmother, Izzy's daughter, to see what she knew. She found his World War I draft card, and it listed the exact same address in my friend's apartment. Obviously, it's not the same building anymore, but it was still weird. So the address of the place was the original tenement. Sorry, it's is a little confusing. So the address of the place was the original tenement that his great-grandfather, Izzy, had lived in when he was in New York. Uh, same address, though it's a different building. That's what he's saying. Then a few minutes after that, we heard someone knocking on my friend's door over and over and over again. They have a neighbor who complains about noise all the time, so he figured it was him. When we opened the door, there was no one there. The knocking resumed again a few minutes later. We tried to laugh it off, but we were all sufficiently shook. And now, of course, I believe in ghosts. Okay, not as big a fan as this story. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you are feeling the same way right now. And this is a, a criticism I have. Now It's a real ghost story, so sometimes there isn't a solid ending to it. And even the last story didn't have a solid ending to it because we don't know who the woman is. And that's, you know, the nature of real ghost stories. Sometimes this information just doesn't exist unless you want to bring in a psychic or you want to um, look deep into the history of a location. But here we have a story that uh, kind of disappoints on a couple levels. Uh, first, uh, you know, there's the coincidence of it being the same address. and That's fine. But it says here that his great grandfather only spent a chunk of his teenage days in this tenement. And um, I don't know. It's just I mean it's your great grandfather. and I can't see family members wanting to terrify you. And this isn't a, a story. this is a question that I ask of a lot of uh, ghost stories that have been told to me is when a family member is terrifying you. I don't fully believe that it's them. Now, it could be something else, taking advantage of the situation just to get attention. That is very possible. and uh, But this one, it's, it's a little bit too subtle in the sense that they weren't really trying to call on this energy. So if it was something that was being mischievous, then I don't see is this the opportunity because you're not really opening any doors. Unless they were using a Ouija board before. So I had asked them, have you ever done anything ghostly in the apartment before? Not the guy who's writing this, Alex, but for his friends. You know, if they, they um, believe that it was haunted and if they tried to communicate, it's possible they opened a door and that this knocking is just that entity, whatever it might be, making itself known. And just using the opportunity because everybody was kind of freaked out by the coincidence that the guy's great-grandfather had lived at the same address but i don't think it would be the great-grandfather i don't think a great-grandfather would want to terrify his great-grandson and for that reason i'm um, not too happy with this story in that sense and the other side of it is um, it's missing a lot of details think about it if you were in an apartment with your friends and you were having this conversation and uh, all of a sudden something mysterious is banging on your front door and you go to the door, you open it up, there's no one there. Uh, you'd be terrified, right? And then you go sit back down and you're talking and there's more banging. That's not where the story ends. <laughs> it's like, that's it. It's just cut and run at this point. And you've left us all be like, but wait a minute. You know, because you could have gone back to the door, opened it again. Like there, there's more to this. And when did it stop? And how many times was the knocking before it stopped? And was it, a, um, uh, uh, I think it said banging? Let me me just see here. Uh, Complains. uh, No, it just says knocking. So was it a a hard banging like the neighbor might do if somebody comes to your door angry or making noise? They might like, you know, hit their fist against the door or was it just like a light knocking in the background? So I'm left with a ton of questions from this story and that's the reason why I'm not too happy with it. Uh, If you felt the same thing when I was reading it to you, where you're like okay that's an interesting story but then in the end you felt incomplete in some way then that's the reason why most likely you felt incomplete okay i'll do a couple more here there's actually quite a few but i don't want to drag this out longer than it needs to go i hope you're enjoying it though Uh, so the next one is called a girl and her dog There's no name they I guess wanted to stay anonymous. That's actually when I hear it anonymous ghost stories I think there's something to that Uh, Usually they'll be more honest And the reason they're not giving their name is they don't want to be ridiculed for it that gives more legitimacy So the mysteriousness of not giving your name for the story Actually tells me that there's something more real to this, but we'll find out together a girl and her dog My dad is a photographer and one time he stayed at this hotel up in Vermont for a shoot. He was woken up in the middle of the night when a little white dog ran through his room. Shortly after that, a young girl, about seven or eight years old, came into his room in pursuit of the dog. She sat at the foot of his bed and asked if he had seen her dog. He says he wasn't scared. It was just a normal little girl, but there was still something about the whole thing that felt supernatural. My dad told her it had ran into the bedroom, and if she was lost, she needed to find her parents. She said no, got up, and followed the dog into the bathroom. My dad went in to help her get the dog. When he got there, the room was empty. And a few weeks later, his assistant was staying in the same room with her sister. Weirdly, both of them had the same dream about their dad coming into the room, sitting on the edge of of their bed, and then going into the bathroom that might be a typo Uh, let me finish it Uh, so when they woke up the next morning they got a call from their mother saying their dad had passed away oh okay i got it i got it uh tad had passed away that night okay so this is a good story i don't know legitimacy this is one of those uh um in this case it's her dad but you know the story of a a friend of a friend once told me there was a show on ytv uh, was it called things that go bump in the night or something? I, I don't remember but they started out with um uh, they were all around a campfire telling ghost stories and it was like uh my friend of a friend told me and that's the, that's one of the ones that should go on to legend those are the urban legends that are told you to put a lot of validity into that but here we it's her um it's her father so that's uh, very interesting and he also shared um validating experience from other people who are in the same room so maybe it's possible that this room is a uh, vortex of energy that is a center point for the energy of the hotel so this is a pretty robust story Now I would love to interview the dad to ask him about uh, how he felt during it and what the little girl looked like and then you would go to the hotel staff and talk to them. So that's what's missing here and I know they don't have a lot of space so that makes sense is um, has the hotel staff gotten stories and this is the beauty of hotels is that guests will usually share their ghostly experiences so that if you have something and you go to the staff and say hey this happened to me like a little girl and a white dog which is very legitly detailed. If they've been told anything similar in the past, they could tell you this, and then that creates uh, validity over multiple people staying inside the hotel. So that's what I would ask a little girl looks like, and then talking to the hotel staff to see if there's anything similar around this room that they were in. No room details are given here because sometimes that's when you get a room with a a center point of energy like 207 the Prince of Wales and Niagara on the lake because something that's happened in there has created this energy so that's what I would uh, dive down on Um, but it's not really about the little girl because the follow-up experience uh, tells me it's just more of a vortex you know that they were in the room and they had the dream the sisters had the dream about their dad And then finding out he had passed away which is uh, very tragic and adds validity because why would somebody say that about somebody's you know father passing away unless there was some legitimacy to this story so that's actually a good one that's my favorite one so far um, because it's got a lot of great elements of a ghost story in it and um The only thing I would question, though, is the absolute um, strength of the dad's experiences, like seeing this little girl as a fully there person and being able to communicate with her is not normal for a ghost experience. I've heard many of them, but for me, it would say, okay, I would ask, is the dad psychic in any way? Because usually you have to be psychic to have that strong of an experience in front of you where you actually believe the person is real um so is he a psychic is he naturally sensitive i would i would dive down on that otherwise you know you know looking at the validity of that experience i would say okay maybe it was a dream and maybe he shared it as a dream and you know she misunderstood or you know told gq that it wasn't a dream just to make it more spooky and halloween-ish uh i don't know but overall, I still think this is one of the more legit ones. I love where this story took me, um, even though there are a few things I would like to find out about it. Okay, I'll do one more. Uh, just scrolling through what I got here. Okay, I like this one. Uh, this one is titled Click Click by James Pettigrew. It's a very Harry Potter-like name. <laughs> uh, he's a supervising video producer. This was around 2013. I just graduated from college and was living with my parents again in a house where weird things were always happening. It was 3 a.m., uh, that is the witching hour, and I was working at as a freelance video editor editing a lo-fi. This is a very, very bad music video for a local artist on my desk in my bedroom my back was to the bed behind me my dog corvu a pitbull lab mix was lying next to me on the floor fast asleep after hours of watching the music video over and over again and listening to the same song <laughs> I repeat for this guy really does not like this artist uh, listening to the same song and repeat for days I decided to mute the edit as I worked on some effects and my headphones were still on And then I heard a click, click. The lamp next to my bed, which had been one of those uh, twist switches across the room, turned off and then on again. Corvu sat up. He was staring directly above the lamp, his eyes fixed. And since I had my headphones on, I thought I had imagined what just happened. Maybe the delirium of being awake that late and working on the same thing was making my head spin. I turned to continue to work, headphones off. Click, 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 click. Off, on, off, on, twice. The dog was growling now. The hair on the back of his neck stood up, and his gaze hadn't moved since the click started. I stared in the direction of the lamp, and a chill ran down my spine. The room became cold. I was frozen. I slowly turned and looked at my laptop. Corvi was still growling and slowly got up. Click, 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 and on. Off and on, off and on. Corvu started barking. The light was flicking off and on repeatedly. So I picked him up and ran out to my sister's room and slept on the floor. The next day, I moved all of my stuff into the spare room. Okay. Whew. that's uh, That's a good story. That is a really good story. I loved where it was taking me. But I'm sure you might be screaming at your... However you're listening to this right now. (laughs) Where's the ending, dude? And I agree. I mean, here we have that thing again about real ghost experiences. Sometimes they just don't have an ending. Sometimes they can't explain any more detail than the detail itself. You know, this is just him sharing what happened to him. And obviously he's not so much into it. like We are that we might actually try and find out who this person is by communicating to the spirit you know you could always say i mean this is basically just a living divination tool and that's what i love about it like some people use a mag light and you loosen the uh, top of it so that it uh, flickers and then you can ask questions you know say flicker once yes for yes twice for no and then you can get answers, and this is perfect. This is like a divination tool. If you wasn't so scared, and this is why it's good to have these experiences, so that you're not so scared when it occurs, you could start asking questions. It's like, oh, click uh, off for, or click once for yes and twice for no, and ask a bunch of questions. You know, are you male? Are you female? Did you used to live in the house? Um, so on and so forth and get a little more information in you know on the side of looking into the history of the house you're living in that's the other question i would ask so he had an opportunity for a divination tool and he missed it that's fine he's not an investigator that makes sense uh but then you know what did he find out afterwards did he just live in the spare room for the rest of his time in the house like didn't he want his room back and if it's in his room then who's to say it's not going to move into other rooms as well maybe it's attached to him Or maybe attached to the little dog, Corvu. Who knows? Um, So there's other details here. If I were to guess, and this is nothing against James, if I were to guess, I would say this was just exaggerated or maybe just made up completely. And the reason I say that is because of the way the storytelling goes. It is basically a horror movie. This is a horror movie script, a little bit too on the nose, for an experience and it tells me that some of it could be exaggerated or just made up completely but again that's just me saying that that's possible and that uh you know it's not me giving any opinion in any way because i really did enjoy the story i mean i I enjoyed reading it to you and the tension it created was wonderful so i mean i would say to james uh maybe write a horror movie script you're on the right <laughs> right track here uh, so yeah no uh, that those that's what I would think it, there's, it's missing an ending and there's really no context to why it happened so and I would also want to know if anything has happened in the house previous or since this experience that would somehow give me that context that I'm so desperately seeking right now um because i'm ending on this story and uh i wish it had more of a wrap up so that i could uh, sleep at night anyway that's it everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode which i've been calling the ghost story breakdown i will probably do more of these in the future and um thanks for listening this is episode 42 now from the beginning of the ghost guy daniel podcast uh experiment i said i would give it 1 year And so far, I'm enjoying every moment of it. So that means there's still about 10 more episodes left. If um, I'm going to reevaluate things at that point, see how the things are doing with if people are listening and enjoying it. And if that's the case, I might continue it on or try something different. But uh, either way, it has been my absolute pleasure. And there's still episodes to come. So thank you so much. And as usual, I will talk to you next week.